Hello and welcome to Sonic Icons, episode two. Today we're talking about the icon that is Bjork. Singer, songwriter, Golden Globe Award winner, and most importantly of all, web designer. Um, this song is um, Cover Me, uh, Dylan and Jimix. It's sort of like a jungle remix of Cover Me. Um, I discovered this pretty recently, so I'm pretty excited for you guys to hear this. And well, welcome to the episode. So that was a Bjork with um, 
Cover Me, the Dylan Ninja mix. Um, that is like just a taster of the weird and wonderful world of Bjork. So let's start at the beginning. She was born November 21st, 1965 in Reykjavik, Iceland. And I don't know if many of you know, but she was the founder of the band Sugar Cubes um, in 1986 before sort of going out alone on her own hugely successful solo career in 1993. Um, in 1993, she released her first solo album, which we're only going to be talking about Bjork's solo work, debut, and what a debut. This album, I feel, is Bjork really finding her feet in, in her own sound. You know, she was in a band for many years and they had their own sound, but this is her trying to find her own unique sound. So, um, I'm going to play my favourite song from the album, which is um, One Day. It's just a really... I, I just love it. You'll hear it. All right. So this is One Day by Bjork.
that was Bjork with One Day. Um, After the success, the wild success of this first album, Bjork relocated to London to focus on her second album, Post, which would come out in two years. During the time, she would work with techno giants, um, Ghost Graham, Macy, Howie B and Tricky, who she would later date on her album post. This um, would greatly um, sort of improve on her sound. And this would mean that her second album post outsold the first album. Um, And this was really big because a lot of people saw, at the time, saw Bjork as this rising star, but they didn't really know her outside of the Sugar Cube. So seeing her come out with two strong albums was a really big thing. Now, Post is the first Bjork album that I um, really got into. And the song Hyper Ballad is possibly my favourite song of all time. So I'm going to play it for you now. It has this absolutely gorgeous musical construction that is sort of unmatched and is typically Bjork, you know, her sonically, she sounds incredible. And the way in which she manipulates music is honestly moving. And I remember the first time I sat down and listened to this album in full, I was, it was during lockdown. Uh, the first lockdown, I was completely changed by this album. And then exploring her discography, I fell in love. So this was sort of the start of the love story between me and Bjork. This one-sided sort of fandom, like fangirling that I have for Bjork. So I'm gonna play this for you now. It is an absolute banger. Um, This is Hyper Ballad by Bjork. We live. 
So that was Hyper Ballad by Bjork, one of, if not my favourite song of all time. So after post, Bjork took a little break to refresh and reflect, and in the time she dated a few celebrities, a few stars, including Goldie and Tricky. This was really sort of a time for her to reflect and for her to also appear on the big screen. She um, appeared in the critically acclaimed film Dance from the Dark by Danish director Lars von Trier. Although it was rumoured that tension had grown between the the director and Bjork, um, who was also scored, who also scored the film, Bjork went on to win the prize for Best Actress at the Cannes Film Festival, and a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress for her performance. This was sort of, um, you know, a really amazing time for Bjork. You know, she got to, you know, work with so many different people and do so many different things, and, you know, in 2001 this is when things really for me got interesting with Bjork when she went to the Academy Awards one of the most iconic bits of pop culture history occurred the swan dress I don't know if you know about this and if you don't please go look it up because it is an incredible piece of almost wearable art you know she sort of she wore this dress that had that was like a swan and she laid an egg on the red carpet and I think that every other star has just been trying to catch up since then like that is so iconic and so insane and even Lady Gaga said that it inspired her and other artists have been inspired by that because it is so iconic and the dress has become a sort of symbol for Bjork and her next album, her third studio album, and most critically acclaimed, Vespertine. Vespertine is an album that is, you know, defined by beautiful sort of, um, oh, it's her fourth studio album, I beg my pardon, um, sort of defined by this beautiful wintry sounds. And Vespertine, for me, is my favorite Bjork album other than the other one that everyone says is her third studio album released in 1997, which is Homogenic, um, which I'm actually doing a whole episode on because I think it is such a fabulous album. However, we're going to leave Homogenic for now. And we're going to talk about Vespertine, which is my, which is one, if not probably my favorite Bjork album. However, I think Homogenic is slightly just a little bit more iconic, but Vespertine is my favorite. So I'm going to play you... Uh, two songs from Vespertine. The first one is It's Not Up To You, which is this absolutely gorgeous ballad. And I'll talk more about the album after I play this. Yeah, evening 
that was Bjork with It's Not Up To You. This album, Vespertine, was written about Bjork's new relationship with Matthew Barney. Now, Matthew Barney was in a long committed relationship with Bjork from this point onwards, and this album captured this sort of sexual and intimate and romantic wonder that the pair had for each other. And Bjork wanted to convey this in song. And I thought, I think she did it quite well. I think that this is one of the most iconic albums of the early 2000s. I think it's so left field from all the other pop and stuff that was coming out at the time. And I think this is a running theme with the people that I'm featuring on this show is that they're completely left field. They they don't care about what anyone else thinks about them. All they care about is sort of doing what they want and creating a lyrical and musical world within their music and telling a story, conveying an emotion. And I think that's why Bjork is a sonic icon. Um, so my next song from the album is Pagan Poetry, which is a fabulous song almost a ballad in a way. Bjork is the queen of like love ballads. And I'll talk more about this in the follow-up episode about homogenic that I'm gonna be doing in January. Um, so here's a little taster of some of Bjork's more, you know, romantic and emotional sides with pagan poetry. So here we go. Thank you. 
And that was Pagan Poetry by Bjork. One of, again, one of my favorite songs. Um, It is so iconic. I remember talking to my friend Pip about this song and I remember introducing it to them. Um, And I remember us both sort of bonding over how gorgeous this song is. And I'm actually just looking at the Spotify thing right now on my laptop and it seems they, the last song they played was Pagan Poetry by Bjork. So Pip, if you're listening, I see you. Um, and we see each other. So after um, Vespertine, Bjork took a little break from making music to work on her next album, Medulla, which was probably the album that is, if you're a new Bjork, Bjork? If you're a new Bjork listener, is an album that is quite difficult to listen to because it is all made by the human voice. It is all created from the voice. It is basically all a cappella, um, which might sound a little bit kind of like pentatonics or like, um, oh, I forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> Pitch Perfect. But in actuality, it's quite beautiful. And it was released in 2004, the year I was born. So um, that's a good sign. So I'm gonna play my favorite song from this album, Triumph of the Heart. The music video for this out for this song is insane. She's married to a cat and she goes basically on a massive piss up and gets drunk and hurts herself. It's really funny. I definitely give it a watch. Me and my friend Stevie, um, I showed it to my friend Stevie the, the other day and they were hysterically laughing for a good while after I played it to them. So anyway, here's Triumph of the Heart by Bjork. Thank you. Uh... 
That was Triumph of the Heart by Bjork. Um, it's definitely one of those songs that you can test out headphones to. If you've got a brand new pair of very cool headphones, definitely recommend listening to that song because that'll separate the good ones from the bad ones. If you can hear every like individual singer in that song, then you know you've got a good pair of headphones. So Bjork's next album is Volta. This album is Bjork's worst received album and even then it's still got good reviews um it's actually you know it's not a bad album it's Bjork we're talking about it's gonna be good no matter what she just has this magic touch anything she touches turns to gold like a miner's 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 touch um and I think this is no exception so this is um my favourite song from Volta, that this was my number one listen to Bjorg song um, in my Spotify rap recently. It's I See Who You Are. Um, and this song is so beautiful and so lovely and so calming that I might actually fall asleep when I listen to this. So let's go. <laughs> I 
That was I See Who You Are from Bjork's album, Alter. Now, this album is actually really cool, and it's, like, the the actual, like, creation of it is, I find, so interesting. So it was produced by Timberland, who is such an iconic producer, and Bjork as well, collaboratively. But it incorporated a 10-piece all-female Icelandic brass band to produce those gorgeous, deep, brassy tones. And um, I think it just sounds so good. And this whole album is like a fucking roller coaster. It's so good. And I think that, I think we need to learn to love it a little bit more. I think it deserves more love. I think it's criminally underrated and more people need to love it. It is, it's a great album still, even though it's Bjork's weakest, it's still a fabulous album. And it needs to be treated with the same respect that some of Bjork's more A-list albums have been treated like homogenic or Vespertine. Now, after this, Bjork would release her album Biophilia, which is which basically means love of the like love of nature, love of all things alive. And this album is a little like guilty pleasure of mine. I know it wasn't it's not everyone's favourite album, but um 
she got her outfits for this album made by Iris Van Herpen. You've got to like it. Everyone loves Iris Van Herpen. She pl- she made a musical dress, for goodness sake. Like, that's amazing. Um, and this album really focused on the natural world and songs that were inspired by the natural world. So the song I'm about to play for you, Crystalline, is inspired by the way crystals grow under a microscope. And it is, um, it's an interesting song. The end is my favorite bit. Um, you'll see why. Um, but yeah, here's Crystalline by Bjork, an iconic al- iconic song from a very, very iconic album.
and that was oh and that was um crystalline by bjork um I love the break core at the end. It just rounds off this sort of really like sa- like sort of repetitive melodic song, and um, it's just so cool. I love to hear some like crazy, crazy, crazy break beat at the end of a normal song. I think more artists should do it. Um, I think yeah. I just think every artist should include like break core at the end of their songs. So if you don't like it, you can just you can just turn the song off before it finishes. But I think every artist should do that. Um, be like be more like Bjork. Be more like Bjork. Um, another really cool thing about this album is that it had like um, bespoke instruments made for it. Like Bjork and her team devised these instruments and created these um, amazing um, contraptions to create sound and to create an environment. Um, and I feel like that comes across um, well in the album. So. Bjork's next album. And this is why I say Bjork the web developer, because this next album came with an app. Um, Volnikira is a kind of sad album. It's about the breakdown of that joyous relationship I was talking about um, with Matthew Barney um, when I was talking about Vespertine. And this is the breakdown of that relationship. And this album is Bjork being angry and pissed off, pissed off. And this is sort of what she like got her anger out with was this album. And um, I'm gonna play the final song from the album, Quicksand. Um, This is a very cool song. I enjoy listening to this song a lot. It's, It's fun, it's moody, it's dark, it's enjoyable on a cold winter's day when you just wanna sort of dance a bit. It's a good fun song, like all of Bjork's songs. So here we go. This is Quicksand by Bjork from her 2011 album, Vol- oh, 2017 album, Volnikira.
by Bjork from her album. I got it wrong, it was 2015. I got it wrong twice. How embarrassing is that? It's from 2015. Um, the album from 2017 um, is Utopia, which I am unfortunately going to have to miss out due to time constraints, but don't you worry. I'm going to come back to that album when we do our episode on Arca, because she not only produced that album, but she also produced Volnicura but I'll talk more about her involvement in that in the ARCA episode later. Unfortunately, it is time to end the show, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me natter on and just absolutely waffle about my favorite artist, Bjork. And I'm going to leave you with Bjork's most recent release from their album, Forasora and the sort of single that was released initially called Atapos, and it's sort of this crazy oboe-filled track, almost like um, like a GABA track in, in, in the sort of, like, way it's, like, sonically. It's quite crazy, and it just shows that Bjork, even though she's in, you know, nearly, even though she's nearly, you know, 60 years old, she's still going, she's still producing music, she's still having fun, and I really love that for her. I think... I think if you find something that you enjoy, continue it until you're old and grey, even though she's not that old, but continue it until you physically cannot, because those are the things that bring you joy. But yes, thank you so much for listening to my show, and I'm going to leave you with this, at a post by Bjork.
在。